Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Welcome to Mindcast. This is your host, Kevin Seaman. I'd like to take a brief moment to thank our esteemed sponsor of this episode of Mindcast, Dolorex. Dolor is a French word for pain. Rx comes from the Latin word for recipe. Well, let me tell you, this is one of the best recipes for pain I have ever used. This is a product that works, guys. I've tried a lot of pain management products over the years. I have personally used Dolorex CBD cream and the roll-on. And as a coach and a very physical athlete, I've had outstanding results with these topical creams. I've also given them to my staff and clients who have had equally outstanding results. In addition, I've also had equally great results with the powdered CBD drink, especially as a compound factor for injury and related pain. And in addition to pain management, it's given me a feeling of well-being, calm, and relaxation. It's helped me fall asleep more quickly, and I wake refreshed and ready for the next day. Dolorex Proprietary Topical Pain Management Cream combines scientifically proven analgesic ingredients infused with an advanced proprietary nano CBD hemp oil that penetrates deeply and quickly into the skin to manage pain at the source. The fine folks at Dolorex back their quality products with a 100% money-back guarantee within 30 days of delivery. That's D-O-U-L-E-U-R-X. Look for the green and white label. Use the product code MINDCAST to receive a 20% discount on your order. Check them out at dolorex.com. Hi, this is your host of MINDCAST, Kevin Seaman. Welcome to MINDCAST. Absorb what is useful. When I first heard this term, it was from one of my most prominent mentors, Dan Inosanto. The term itself inspires thought and vision, but when you use it as a template for your life, it becomes a guide of sorts. It helps inspire you to search for those things that will help you. It directs your mind in a unique way to aspire to finding those things that will really enhance your personality, your intellect, and your spirit. The entire quote goes like this. Research your own experiences. Absorb what is useful. Reject what is not. Add what is specifically your own. The first part of this four-part aphorism is research your own experiences. The assimilation of learning is called knowledge, and the proper use of knowledge is called wisdom. By researching our own experiences, we reflect on exactly how these experiences benefit us and improve our life. When you take note and research what has happened to you in concern to your experiences, both presently and past, you begin to realize that if change in your best interest is going to occur, it must be confronted directly. This means you become brutally truthful with yourself and adjust your behavior in regard to your disempowering experiences, as well as investigate deeper into the empowering experiences you've had. This helps you set the course for the present and the future by adjusting the compass based on the data you've discovered, 
by researching your own experiences. In the second part of this quote, absorb what is useful, when I think about this, I really perceive it as absorb what is useful to you at that moment in time. Just because something does not appear useful, it doesn't mean it won't be useful at a different point in time for you. It just means absorb what is useful for you now in your life. I mean, think about it. What was important to you when you were six is probably not on high on your list of priorities, if at all, when you're 16, and undoubtedly is not as important now in regard to your success and happiness in life's journey at this very moment. As we grow, our perception changes. The things we see as absolutely crucial can become unimportant, and the things that we wouldn't care about earlier in our years are now totally meaningful. The term absorb what is useful sparks something really significant in your mind. It enables you to tap into an area of your brain known as the reticular cortex. This small, unassuming finger-sized portion of the most phenomenal organ of your body, your brain, is not only crucial for your ability to learn, it is an imperative mechanism for your survival. The reticular cortex's major function is its ability as a master sorter. It sees similarities and likenesses in areas that we seek and need in our lives or to see clear and present danger that may be about to happen to us. It controls a function called the RAS, or Reticular Activation System. When you use this RAS, you utilize a sophisticated identification system that allows you to search for, find, and then absorb the things in your life you find valuable during that interaction. A simple example of this is when you decide to purchase a car, for instance. You have an idea what you're looking for, but for some really bizarre reason, you start finding similar cars everywhere. You weren't fully aware that there were so many people out there with your car. And once you've actually purchased the car, there appears to be even more of them out there. That's your RAS sorting all the other cars out there on the streets, so you can see more of what you're focused on. For me, the term absorb what is useful strikes a deep and meaningful chord. It's how I approach most of my study in my life, including martial arts, my personal development, my health and nutrition, my emotional well-being, and my spiritual wellness. The third part of this is reject what is not. I prefer the term discard what is not. This is an essential strategy and should be developed as a life skill. This is rejecting the unnecessary things that don't work for you or enhance your life now. Saying no is a difficult but very important skill. Many times we take on too much because our inability to say no. I say no to people that don't need me until they need me. People that don't value my time or effort. People that use other people. Negativity. Toxic attitudes. Bad food. Stuff I don't need but may want. Bad customer service. I say no to being late. Being unhealthy. Neglecting my family. I discard high interest rates. I discard unnecessary stress. And I discard stuff that doesn't work for me. I reject arrogance, guilt, jealousy, hatred, envy, and gluttony. 
I eliminate making my wants more of a priority than my needs. I eliminate stuff I don't need in my life, stuff that fails to enhance and improve my life, and people and things that I that don't add to my happiness. One of the most phenomenal aspects of life is change. When you change your direction, you change your destination. When you do things that change your direction in life, you change your outcome. The fourth adage, add what is specifically your own, is absolutely brilliant. The height of truly living is being yourself, and therefore adding what you uniquely do, or to put it more simply, what is uniquely you. This means being comfortable in your own skin, so to speak, to add your essence to your approach, to whatever it is you do, and to make it uniquely your own. In many cases, this could be in regard to self-expression or personal performance. It could relate to artistic or musical expression, literary or design. It could be your personal style. It could be how you behave or interact with others. It could pertain to your personal procedure, work, or living habits. It could be the most profound statement of all in that we all really should add what is specifically our own to every endeavor, interaction, or challenge. We are all so absolutely unique. According to one of my favorite coaches, Brian Tracy, we are so unique that the unique combination of human qualities, skills, and behaviors are so unique that the odds are 50 billion to one that there is someone out there just like you. The sum of these four considerations in themselves could possibly lead one to discover self-actualization. There's no single way to become self-actualized. Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs suggests that in order to reach a state of self-actualization, many other basic needs must be met in order for a person to become self-actualized. These basic needs must be somewhat fulfilled, although not entirely prior to transcendence to a more creative or self-actualized needs. They are basic in that we need them for survival and personal growth. Here are some of those needs in Maslow's list. Number one, biological and physiological needs. Air, food, drink, shelter, warmth, sex, sleep, etc. Number two, safety needs. Protection from elements, security, order, law, stability, freedom from fear. Number three, love and belongness needs. Friendship, intimacy, trust, and acceptance. Receiving and giving affection and love. Affiliating, being part of a group, family, friends, work. In other words, having someone to care about and someone who cares about us. Number four, esteem needs, which Maslow classified into two categories. Number one, esteem for oneself, dignity, achievement, mastery, independence. And number two, the need to be accepted and valued by others. Number five, cognitive needs, knowledge and understanding, curiosity, exploration, the need for meaning and predictability. Number six, aesthetic needs, appreciation and search for beauty, balance, form, and structure. And number seven, finally, self-actualization needs, realizing personal potential, self-fulfillment, seeking personal growth and peak experiences, a desire to become everything one is capable of becoming. 
The state of self-actualization occurs when a person is able to take full advantage of their talents while also still being mindful of their limitations. It is and can be perishable at different phases of our lives, if not sustained. A few things that can help us reach becoming more self-actualized are focusing on the present and being fully engaged, grateful, and tuned into your thoughts and emotions at that moment in time, to be present, so to speak. Another is the practice of introspection, asking yourself why you feel a certain way and gain a better understanding of your motivations, identifying your strengths, your passion, and your dreams and goals to find out what makes you feel more alive. To seek self-actualization means to continue to mindfully grow and to live your life feeling fulfilled and gratuitous each and every day. To clarify Maslow's term, self-actualization is also used to simply refer to an individual's enlightened maturity, characterized by an achievement of goals, self-acceptance, and the ability to self-assess in a realistic and positive way. As we increase our knowledge and become more aware of our capability and value, we change our direction for the better. One of the most phenomenal aspects of life is change. When you change your direction, you change your destination. When you do things that change your direction in life, you change your outcome. And a change of direction can happen at any point in your life. I'd like to share a letter I received recently by one of my MindCast listeners who's a teacher from Toronto. I was totally blown away by this. I had dropped a student off after class, which caused me to take a different route home. While driving, I noticed a woman with her leg hanging over a bridge, leaning forward, just hanging there, preparing herself to jump. I honked the horn and quickly pulled over. I picked up her backpack she left on the ground a few feet away, and I introduced myself, hoping to distract her. I proceeded to ask her to come talk to me, and I assured her I wouldn't harm her. She walked toward me with her hands out, and I assumed to grab her bag. She reached out and hugged me. It caught me off guard. I was hesitant at first, but then I hugged her back. I gave her words of encouragement and tried to connect with her. She looked at me with tears in her eyes and told me something I will never forget. She said, I just wanted somebody to care. Then I remembered something you said in MindCast about the power of our self-dialogue. I told her that her words had more power than she knew, that what she said to herself was very powerful. I told her also that she was important, that she mattered, and that she had value. As she cried, I also told her that she needed to believe it and tell herself these things and have faith in God. She looked at me and told me that she was an atheist. And I replied, it's okay. That doesn't matter. He believes in you. I then told her, I believe I was driving by for a reason. Once I saw she was in a better place, I decided to leave. But before I did, I made her promise she wouldn't hurt herself. She smiled and said I saved her life. Those words hit me in my chest. I went straight home and I hugged my girls. That whole evening, all I could remember was what she said. I just wanted someone to care. I will hold on to that the rest of my life. I wanted to write you and tell you just how powerful the information you talk about in your Mindcast is and how much it can affect others. Thank you. Mark M., Toronto, Canada. Thank you, Mark. 
And thank you to all my listeners. If there's something you want to write to me about or ask me, you can contact me at Kevin at TheWinningMindset.com. Please remember to subscribe to Mindcast so you never miss an episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review Mindcast. Also, remember to research your own experiences, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, and add what is specifically your own. If you find this Mindcast useful and valuable, share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast.